Hello. ¿Cómo estás? Estoy muy bien. ¿Dónde está? Estoy aquí. Hello. <laughs> I'm Colin Klingler, and you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> My brain completely stopped. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> oh, no. Welcome. Welcome. This is officially May. It is May. That's Colin Klingler. I'm Jordan Drennan, as he said before. This is the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. Amen. Mm-hmm. It is now Hot Girl Summer. It is officially Hot Girl Summer. Classes are done for the semester for both Jordan and I. Yes. Yes. And it keeps raining. It snowed. I People are so offended by the fact that it snowed up here in northwest ohio yesterday but who's surprised i mean we shouldn't be ohio is like the crackhead when it comes to weather exactly (laughs) still it was really it was weird i know if i was in northwest ohio i would have been complaining (laughs) so (laughs) i don't have much room to say because i would have been one of those people it's always this thing with me because I love winter so the fact that it just like snows randomly when it really shouldn't is really nice for me but it's also I still complain because I'm like I never know what to wear because it's always hot and then it's cold and then it's hot so then I just get mad what's the temperature there now um let me look real quick I think it's like 40s now we keep getting frost alerts. Oh no, it's like 54 now. But it feels Period. like 58. So oh, wow. it was literally like 30, 40 degrees yesterday. Obviously cold enough for it to form snowflakes. And now it feels like it's 60 degrees outside. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Oof. That's crazy love Ohio. What's going on in your life? Well, now it's not much now that school's over, <laughs> but... Thank God. Yeah, thank God. But I am being considered for a job in Columbus, which is pretty exciting. I had my first kind of interview now, I guess, and the guy was super nice, and I was also concerned because of having to come back to Brian a few times for graduation stuff. And he was like, yeah, don't even worry. Like, I'm super flexible about that as long as, like, you guys are flexible with me. And I'm like, that's not a problem for me. You're so, like, stop, say less. I got yes. your back. I'm like, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Don't even worry. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? You won't, you won't believe this. What? I have to take an OAE on Friday. I'm so sorry. Rest in peace to me. Um, you see this right here? Oh, yeah. It's oh, a study guide for the OAE for the specific the one I'm taking. Study guide. One of my friends is an, a mute or not music educator. She's early childhood education. And I am very well, well acquainted with that book. Oh, you best believe, though. I did the whole study or like the practice quiz or whatever. Mm-hmm. Out of 100, I missed five. 
Oh, then it's no problem. Don't even it worry about it. Better not be a problem. But there is like a um, case study question on there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that entails. I don't even know how to do a case study. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm going to be guessing on that. I you just know, kicked my cord, but um, it's fine. I'm sure I better pass. It, you will. If you're only missing five on the practice exam, I wouldn't even worry about it. I heard that like the exam is nothing like this study guide. Really? Yeah. So like all of these are like, um, I'll give you a specific question. Okay. Find me a good one. I will not know the answer to it. I can guarantee. Oh, I was like, why isn't, why am I not finding this? And it's because I was in the answers. <gasps> you can give me the answers too. Okay, so like for example, it will stay. It will say like, where I lost it. Among school personnel, who was most likely to help classroom teachers by informing them about activities for developing fine motor and daily living skills? A mm-hmm. physical therapist, B mm-hmm. occupational therapist, C mm-hmm. special education staff, D any IEP team member. no idea (laughs) occupation therapist but occupational but the thing is it's on the exam they're just scenarios oh they give you a scenario and you have to pick the best answer i hate that yeah so i was like wonderful thanks great (laughs) i absolutely hate that yeah it's like so problems oh it's like an accelerated version of an act I don't even want to talk about the ACT. <laughs> but talking about the accelerated version of an ACT, a GRE. But guess what? We don't even have to talk about those. Don't even have to talk about it because we don't have to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> we were just talking yesterday. We're both looking to apply for grad school. And we were so happy that we didn't have to take the GRE, which we, oh. I don't even know. Did we confirm what that even stood for? Cool. I got your back. Let me look it up. Oh, I G-R-E. I think it's graduate record exam. I could be wrong. That's what I think. Yes. That graduate record familiar. examination. But the thing is, um, I don't know anything. Not my computer taking 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> okay guess what we're talking about today jordan drennan oh what are we talking about Colin Wiggler? we are talking about oh my god yes you better get your pianos out you better get your violins <laughs> fiddling because this is going to be a good day just whip out that piano boom casual without would you like to go first miss drennan sure well we decided this week we split it up into kind of categories of what types of music were composed at that time so i obviously got excited about opera (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm the only one that gets excited about opera anymore. <laughs> I will not lie to you. That is very true. You are the only one. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm always asking my friends. I'm like, come watch this opera with me. I promise it's super good. And I've gotten my friend Erica to come watch a couple with me, but she like passes out in the middle of them. And then by the end, I was like, me. that was great, right? And she was like, what? <laughs> She's like, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> this opera was 12 hours long. <laughs> it's only like 10 a.m. the next day. When we're t- <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you didn't stay awake the whole entire time? Jeez. Please. Man. <laughs> This is expensive work here. This is an art. It's dying. And you're the an art that is dying. <laughs> some may agree for good reason, but some may not agree because it's valuable. <laughs> I myself do not prefer opera, but it it is very valuable and we should keep it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Because if we don't keep it, I don't have a career, so. Exactly. (laughs) Please. Because you're going to be at the next Metropolitan Opera. You're right. Right now. Today. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Could not be me. Uh, I mean. Don't even like singing, so. Period. (laughs) voice teacher (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we got way off track but i'm joining my class all right yeah join this class yeah so talk to me about opera i think if i was just reading right some of the first major operas or at least i think the first full opera that we have like fully like record well recorded but the full score to the earliest one is Luke's L'Orfeo which I believe is written in Italian if I'm correct I believe, I believe it's written so, in Italian yeah. which L'Orfeo is the story of Orpheus in the underworld you, if you know anything about Greek mythology it's um, his wife gets bitten I think by a two-headed snake or something I think, yeah. And then she dies, and he's like, well, I can't live alone, so he's like, I'm just gonna go to hell and get her back. But why'd she go to hell? I don't know. I have no idea. Dramatic. Very dramatic. (laughs) And then the devil's like, okay, you're actually, because you know, Orpheus is actually really good at singing, so the devil's like, yeah, okay, you can take your wife back. Just don't look at her until you get to the surface. And Orpheus is like, yeah, no problem. And then he does that exact thing. Something that baffles me about this opera mm-hmm. is that he said, you will have your wife back. Just don't look back. Right. Out of true love, you would think you would not look back. Right, like, that is the one thing you were told not to do. And you could literally save your wife from actual death. And the man's like, let me just... I'm a man. 
I do what I want. Sneak a peek. <laughs> and the devil's like, ha ha. Yeah. I knew you couldn't do it. <laughs> Yank. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he's sad. Doesn't he end up committing suicide at the end? And I couldn't be wrong about that part. He does. Yeah. No, I, I think he does. Yeah. So then he's sad about it. And it's like, it was your own fault, dude. Right. <laughs> Uh, opera baffles me. Honestly, that was like the beginning of reform opera. I believe I was reading. It's just the light. Um, I think a more light-hearted version of opera seria, because opera seria, serious opera, was just very heavy topics and all heavy music and stuff. But like I said, that one, that opera is the first full opera we have from history. So. There could have been operas before that, but we only have like bits and pieces that we couldn't put together for an actual performance nowadays. Mm-hmm. And then we have our boy Mozart. Yes. We love Mozart. And he composed a lot of operas. Oh my goodness. I love actually though, I don't know if anyone out there has just seen on social media all of the challenges to do the Queen of the Night aria. (laughs) My favorite. It is so good. And I love that that's just a part of pop culture now. (laughs) I can't sing it for you. So stop. Don't look at me like that. I'm not going to try. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look it up. (laughs) She's a fake fan. Stop. (laughs) Fake fan. I actually was working on a song with my teacher, and I asked her if I could do the high E, which would have been the note just below the highest note in the Queen of the Night aria. And she was like, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Like, absolutely not (laughs) yes but I had barely warmed up that day so I felt like it was a little unfair and then when she made me do it it didn't even feel like the right note I was like is this really the E and she was like yeah I was like oh okay let's take it higher right (laughs) right I was like how about a little higher thanks (laughs) You sing a C above. Wait. You have something coming. What? Um, what? Sing, sing the C above the highest note. Oh, I can't do that right now. In the Queen of Night. I can't do that. <laughs> a little ah, and then Metropolitan Opera's at your front door. You're right. You're right. That's what I need to aspire to do. (laughs) Period. It's an instant foot in the door. Honest. Wait, I got a dumb question. No, go for it. We're looking about, we're looking at Mozart. Mozart wrote Lacrimosa, right? Right. Okay. That's all. Oh, that was it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah. I think that was part of his Requiem Mass. 
believe. We have to talk about this opera. <gasps> Which one? Don Giovanni. <gasps> oh my word, Don Giovanni. Ugh. I remember when we were learning this in music history and the catalog aria was exposed to us. <laughs> yes. And I did not know that Mozart was a sly dog. And in this catalog aria is really a catalog of all the ladies that Don Giovanni has slept with. Yeah. And I literally, I was like, I don't know why I'm shocked to learn this right now in a college university level, mm-hmm. but I'm shook <laughs> to oh, the well, core. The first time I watched that full opera, you don't know how happy I was when Don Giovanni got dragged to hell in the last scene. Oh, Don Giovanni really irritated me. I was like, oh my God, I hate you so much. You're just such a prick. Yes. There's also the, um, I'm looking for the specific name of the piece, but um, there's a lot of text painting in the, in the same, in the same opera. Mm-hmm. It was where um, Leporello is waiting for Don Giovanni outside of um, Donna Anna's house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a basso buffo, but whatever that song was, I can't think of the song. Is it the part? Had me popping. Right at the very beginning. It's been a. It's the one where it goes bum 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 bum, and this is where Don Giovanni and the maiden comes down. She's like, oh my god! Yeah, he's like, no, come, come inside. Let me still love you, and she's like, no, no. I think that might be right at the beginning. Maybe. Well, whatever that piece is, mm-hmm. had me bopping because I love that piece. <laughs> this is from the baseline you gave Because me that's this. where her father died. <gasps> yes. the I can't say his name because it's like so long. I always want to say the Contador or something like that, but it's something longer. Comatador or something. Pensaya. Don't know. Yes. That, oh, that opera. It's a lot but it's great it, oh. but it's good okay i don't know if you've seen this one now that we're on opera it's gonna end up being a whole the whole thing's gonna end up being about <laughs> classical opera but i don't know if you've seen this cosi Fantute. no but i've heard of it it is the most infuriating and boring opera I have ever seen. (laughs) Why that? So the opera is about these, okay, so it starts out with these like three guy friends and two of them have fiancés and their third guy friend is like, I bet I can make your fiancés fall in love with different men because you think they're faithful and they're not actually that faithful. And while I'm speaking, I'm going to look up the direct translation of Cosi Fantuti because it's something along those lines of saying that women are fickle. But anyway, so they've come up with this whole scheme. Oh, okay. Cosi Fantuti means thus do they all or the school for lovers. 
or all women do the same. Anyway, they come up with this whole scheme that the two fiancés are going to pretend they're going off to war. They got called off to war. But they're going to come back disguised as different men. And they're going to try to make the other guy's fiancé fall in love with them. Like, they're going to switch fiancés and try to make them fall in love with them. So the whole opera is, like, these two girls are, like, kind of ditzy. And so they're like, oh, they're leaving. Oh, no, we must be faithful. And these two other guys come up, you know, they're at their fiancés that are disguised. And they're like, fall in love with us. And they're like, no, no, we can't. We're going to be faithful. But then their maid gets in on the scheme. And their friend that made the bet is, like, trying to force them to, like, be with them. And they've, like, said no to these guys so many times but they just keep pushing themselves on them. <laughs> and so then finally they like break and like are gonna marry them. And then they reveal themselves to be their like fiancés. And they're like, how could you not be faithful to us? Yeah. <laughs> but like- You literally just shoved it down their throats. Right. <laughs> but they like forgive them. So then everything's fine anyway. It's just really sexist. <laughs> I hate that. I would not like to watch that opera. I was so bored by like the mid of it. I I almost just turned it off because I was like, I don't want to watch the rest of it. But then part of me was like, you need to at least watch it so you can know what it's about as an opera major. Gosh. That kind of reminds me of, do you know the musical Dogfight? I've heard of it. Well, fast synopsis. These men, um, I don't remember what war it was, but um, they are drafted into the war and they have like some free time. I don't know. They're just in like this city and they have this game called Dogfight where the game is you pick the ugliest woman as you can and you get her to dance with you at this club and whoever brings the ugliest date wins the money. Aww. So that's what that kind of reminded me of. It's just like they were playing all these women just to win some money. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Well, one character ends up falling in love with one of the women, but it ends up bad because he like leaves her after he like Mm -hmm. slept with her. And he doesn't come back until like the very end of the musical. Well, anyway, so. That's so sad. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's what that kind of reminded me of. Just... So, yeah, Beethoven. <laughs> oh, Beethoven. So, the what? What's the best word for it? The best at writing symphonies ever. That's not the word I was looking for, but a virtuoso. The there you go. Perfect word. Oh my word. My favorite fact ever about Beethoven symphonies are that his ideal, like his idea of, okay, wait, let me back up before I get into that. Because Beethoven was so great at writing symphonies, it gave the Germans such a superiority complex that that ideal was kind of the reason the Nazi party formed. <laughs> You didn't know that? 
Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, that's where it, that's what we were taught where it stemmed from. Is because um, when Beethoven died, his legacy in writing symphonies was so great that um, Brahms, I think Brahms, and a bunch of other composers like Schubert and like all kinds of Italian and French and English composers were so scared to write symphonies because they knew it was not going to be as good as Beethoven that it gave the Germans a superiority complex that it fueled that ideal that went into the Nazi party and Hitler loved Beethoven's music and played it a lot. (laughs) What? You didn't know that? No, it like, blew your what, mind. we heard like um, Beethoven because he, you know, he was pretty good at doing what he was doing. Mm-hmm. That people were scared because he overshadowed them because his talent was really good. But mm-hmm. I heard that Wagner was mostly played by Hitler. That could have also been. But honestly, what what you said about Beethoven, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I mean, I the Germans are pretty, oh, pretty ego centric as a german myself i can confirm (laughs) me too (laughs) what do you think of beethoven's um how how, how you pronounce it heiligestadt testament i don't think i've ever heard that actually oh well i got you so his heiligenstadt testament was in 1802 and in this moment he wrote a letter to his brothers um, which he never actually sent, but he wrote it. Um, and oh. in this letter, it like showed his feelings of isolation due to his deafness. Oh. And this yeah. is where like he started feeling ashamed, depressed, and he became suicidal. But he decided not to commit suicide because he felt like he had too much music to give still. Mm-hmm. So that's why in a lot of his music after like the is that the neoclassism part of his writing uh-huh. started having a lot of expression of emotion. Yeah, I do remember talking about the different periods of his life. Yes. Cause like he had a heroic period. And then like as he got older, he was more of like reflective. Yeah. Type composer. Man, so I if I could have met him like today, I think I would. Right. Like he was so interesting. Yeah. I wonder if he was a nice person or not. <laughs> I don't know. I feel That's like he'd a- be a little diva, but oh definitely. If he's like that good (laughs) right considered that good then he's definitely a diva okay so the piece that i was kind of thinking about that kind of shows a lot of emotion that i I think a lot of people would know so Mm -hmm. i think we can make a connection to it is the moonlight sonata oh yeah definitely um what i think is very interesting about that piece of music is that it got its name after beethoven is dead really yeah it was never called the moonlight sonata until after he was dead oh no isn't that weird 
That is so weird. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting that we, I mean, it, what it sounds like, it does sound like a moonlight. It does. So I, I really like the analogy there, but in his original intent, like it wasn't the Moonlight Sonata. That's so interesting. But like, we just widely accepted that. Right. We're just like, so we're oh, just yeah, like Moonlight Sonata. Right. That's so interesting. Going back to that bit I said about Beethoven's music and Nazism, Wagner saw himself as Beethoven's heir, so maybe that's why they were both kind of lumped together, because also, I think we'll get to Wagner later, because he's more in the Romantic period, but he is very problematic, for those of you who don't know. I hate Wagner. Ah, yes. I do, as Yes, I do. I was about to say as a person, but his music isn't that great in my opinion either. I'm not a fan of his music. No. I, I mean... S- oh, yeah. No, go ahead. I was about to say I forced myself through the entire ring cycle. <laughs> I made it through Valkyries. That's like the most interesting one, honestly. And I didn't even watch the whole opera. I literally just typed in Valkyries. Oh, like the ride of the Valkyries? Yeah. Yes. And I listened to that. Mm-hmm. Talking, okay, I know like you and I were pretty dramatic people. Mm-hmm. Wagner was up a whole new level. Oh, he, That that's a bad type of dramatic. Yeah, like, I don't even know how to explain it. He was just so, his understanding of music is so different than how we normally think of music. I mean, it achieves what he really wants. It's dramatic in that sense. So like a lot of accidentals in his, we're talking about him and we don't need to because he's not in this era, but (laughs) he's just dramatic. Oh, that's the best. did Did Beethoven teach him? I don't think so. He so was just why like, did he consider his heir? Because he just thought he was so great. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> and he wasn't. He's just so problematic. We're getting all angry and we don't even have time left. Oh, <laughs> oh God. We didn't even get to sonatas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, sonata who? So not a form. So not a form. <laughs> we were yeah. forced to learn sonata form in music history and music theory at the same time. Let me tell you. You get no. really tired of sonatas when you have to do that. I, they literally said, this is sonata form. And I literally said, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this. I probably can tell you one thing from sonata form. Yeah. Recapitulation. <laughs> It's the only word I know. I think the first one is exposition, isn't it? Yeah. It's the middle part that we forget because the development is the first. Oh, you're right. I'm so stupid. It's like the, the exposition. Oh, wow. This is new. This is exciting. Oh, now we have to develop. Let's change a little bit. Let's change the exposition. We're developing into the recapitulation. Oh, wait. It's just the beginning part. It's just the beginning part again. 
but it ends on either <laughs> one major one major one minor one minor one minor one, minor one. right because then you can add a coda in that too if you right. want oh my i i hate sonata form the only okay so the only form i actually remember is rondo form Oh, I, I remember talking about that in rounded binary and binary form, but I don't remember them at all. Okay, so Sonata Rondo, Abacaba. <laughs> That's how I remembered it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Abacaba. Abacaba. <laughs> For those of you who aren't following that, that's like your A section, B section, and C section. And that's yep. the order that they go in. You have A section, B section, A section, C section, A section, B section, A section. <laughs> Abacaba. And see if you put that in front of me, I could maybe recognize that it's a sonata, but I'm never gonna remember that that's a rondo. I rondo's the only one I remember. Sonata form, who's she? Sonata rondo, abacaba. <laughs> I got you all day. <laughs> I remember A B A prime form. <laughs> Tertiary. No, that's not right. <laughs> trinary form wait maybe it is tertiary no you're form. right tertiary yeah. is that just abc i think so yeah and by period a b yeah crazy <sighs> well anyway um anyway. that's all the time we have for today yes um maybe we'll talk more about forms honestly Possibly. what we gave you is probably good enough yeah all you need to know if you even want to know that if you just listen to this podcast, you're gonna pass music history. <laughs> it's definitely a coherent <laughs> take on music history. Duh. Yeah, why do you think we did so well? Gosh, we did so well as music historians that we felt well, like we needed to do this to make sure you were successful. Yeah. It's definitely not just us blabbering on about no, I bet you'll remember what Abacaba is. Oh, yeah. Rondo form. Rondo form. Maybe I'll remember it for once now. Period. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, with that being said, so if you have any stories, any suggestions, let us know. Any questions. Any questions. We got you. Mm-hmm. We will answer in a timely manner. 36 years minimum (laughs) yes and that's all that's all we'll see you guys next time (gasps) goodbye goodbye